Putting the headset back on, she went back to the microphone. Another vocal on love and lose, please, she instructed the engineers. I have it on the best authority that it's the singer, not the musicians. She saw Mark grin before she turned to the mic. Then the music washed over her. Raven closed her eyes and poured herself into the song, It was a slow, aching ballad suited to the smoky depths of her voice. The lyrics were hers, ones she had written long before. It had only been recently that she had felt strong enough to sing them publicly. There was only the music in her head now, an arrangement of notes she herself had produced, and as she added her voice, she knew that what had been missing before had been her emotions. She had restricted them on the other recordings afraid to risk them. Now she let them out. Her voice flowed with them. An ache passed through her, a shadow of a pain buried for years. She sang as though the words would bring her relief. The hurt was there, still with her, when the song was finished. For a moment, there was silence, but Raven was too dazed to note the admiration of her colleagues, She pulled off the headset, suddenly sharply conscious of its weight. Okay? Mark entered the booth and slipped his arm around her. He felt her tremble lightly. Yes. Raven pressed her fingers to her temple a moment and gave a surprised laugh. Yes, of course. I got a bit wrapped up in that one. He tilted her face to his, and in a rare show of public affection for a shy man, kissed her. You were fantastic. Her eyes warmed, and the tears that had threatened were banished. I needed that. The kiss or the compliment? Both. She laughed and tossed her hair behind her back. Stars need constant admiration, you know. Where's the star? A backup vocalist wanted to know. Raven tried for a haughty look as she glanced over. You, she said ominously, can be replaced. The vocalist grinned in return, too used to Raven's lack of pretensions to be intimidated. Who'd carry you through the session? Raven turned to Mark. Take that one out and shoot him, she requested mildly, then looked up at the booth. That's a wrap, she called out before her eyes locked on the man now standing in full view behind the glass. The blood drained from her face. The remnants of emotion from the song surged back in full force. She nearly swayed from the power of it. Brandon. It was a thought, to be spoken aloud, but only in a whisper. It was a dream she thought had finally run its course. Then his eyes were on hers, and Raven knew it was real. He'd come back. Years of performing had taught her to act. It was always an effort for her to slip a mask into place, but by the time Brand Carstairs had come down from the booth, Raven wore a professionally untroubled face. She'd deal with the storm inside later. Brandon, it's wonderful to see you again. She held out both hands and tilted her face up to his for the expected meaningless kiss of strangers who happened to be in the same business. Her composure startled him. He'd seen her pale, seen the shock in her eyes. Now she wore a facade she'd never had before. It was slick, bright, and practiced. 
Brand realized he'd been wrong. She had changed. Raven? He kissed her lightly and took both her hands. You're more beautiful than anyone has a right to be. There was the lightest touch of brogue in his speech, a mist of Ireland over the more formal British. Raven allowed herself a moment to look at him, really look at him. He was tall, and now, as always, seemed a bit too thin. His hair was as dark as her own, but waved where hers was needle straight. It was thick and full over his ears and down to the collar of his shirt. His face hadn't changed. It was still the same face that drove girls and women to scream and swoon at his concerts. It was raw-boned and tanned, more intriguing than handsome, as the features were not altogether even. There was something of the dreamer there, from his mother's Irish half. Perhaps.